pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back, KB Creators, for another adventure of manifesting, attracting, desiring, believing, changing our lives so that we can live our best ones together. Stephen Canyon, glad you could join us. StephenCanyon.com is the website. While checking it out, make sure that you sign up to receive some insights, new ones as I receive them. I'll send them along to you through a text message. Simply text the word kinetic to 31996 and you're in. I will send them to you. Only available in the U.S. for now. And look, if you'd like to become part of the KB family, I invite you to join our private Facebook group and begin interacting with some other kinetic believers. Miss Maggie, how are you? Stephen, I'm really good. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Would I say anything else? You're doing great today, aren't you? I am. By the way, I really enjoyed our session of creating content out in the uh, cafe today. That was nice, Beautiful wasn't day, it? Beautiful sunshine, lots of windows around us. I feel like I'm very affected by music. You know, they, they had really good music playing today. Great music. A little, little heavy on the bass, but... I think that's why I did so well. I was like, <laughs> you, you still got this, that thump yeah. going, right? <laughs> yes. I could feel it in my chest, though. <laughs> but that was, that was okay. It was it inspiring. Was fun, yeah. I put in my AirPods, though, and the only thing that I could hear was the bass. Coming through my AirPods, just to try to well, cause it's not, quieten it, it a little bit. I think with bit. bass, it's, we think we're hearing it, but it's really like reverberating through your bones. <gasps> Maybe I was feeling it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm still feeling it. But it was, I really, really enjoyed our yeah, time today. So nice. So yeah. nice. Well, you used to go to summer camp as a kid, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yes. Loved yep. did summer you go, camp. Did you always, how, how young were you the first time you, mm, you got to go? That's a, that's a good question. Probably... Fifth grade, fourth grade. Oh, fifth grade. Yeah. That's cool. Pretty young. Now, was it music camp? Was that the first one that you went to? Was it ch- no, a, a church uh, camp or just what it was, was it? It was sort of associated with the church, but I just went with some friends like sort of separately. Um, and it was called The Wilds and it was up in oh, the that's mountains. Cool. The Wilds. Yeah. And, um, I like that. They had really cool, like huge barrack style tents, like way out in the woods and the food was great. The music was great. It lots of adventures and And I'll bet you made so many new friends immediately. So many. I mean, I never talked to them after that week, but we were best friends for that, (laughs) for for those few days. Well, that was as in the fifth grade, that was a a long, (laughs) long week, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Well, in in the fifth grade, you think, oh man, we're going to be friends forever. (laughs) <laughs> Did you do skits around the campfire and things like that? No, we didn't do anything like that. Um, so usually the day would consist of like an early morning breakfast and like a hike. And then they have, I mean, they would have, they had a huge lake, you know, with like mm. huge floating mm-hmm. games and stuff. It was kind of insane. So fifth grade and then you probably went every year to the same Yeah, so I went every and, year, yeah, to yeah. that camp, which is awesome. Uh-huh. And then I think my, I'm trying to remember, so my first time going to a violin uh, conservatory. It pardoned me. Oh, yes. Um, I think that would have probably been junior high school. Hmm. Well, in the fifth grade when you went, do you, did you get homesick? No, not even no, you take a for minute. a moment. Think about it. <laughs> I was wide open. Were you homesick at all? Let me meet everyone and taste everything <laughs> and touch everything and get in trouble and be good and 
be glad and well, just you know, anything and everything. I'm like you, and I used to love going to summer camp as a kid, and I don't think I ever got homesick either. No. I don't remember ever doing it. But, you know, that is a real, a very real thing when it strikes, and it doesn't feel good when people get homesick or become homesick. Well, and I guess if I had gone and, you know, didn't make any friends and it wasn't very fun and the food was nasty or something, I mean, I, I can see how I would have gotten homesick, but it was just so wonderful. But, so. well, you know, the thing is, homesickness is really, it's actually a, a very normal part of the human experience. And it doesn't mm-hmm. require going to a summer camp either or <laughs> to become homesick or even yeah. being a child uh, because it... It could be about missing home, but really is also about just not feeling comfortable where you are. Mm, almost like you're missing uh, the familiar. Uncomfortable. And we usually, th- well, true, because we usually think about being homesick with children. Right. You know, right. But if you haven't taken the time to approve of who you were created to be, it probably doesn't take long for you to not feel comfortable when you are alone wherever you are. And so, of mm. course, children are just, they just are. And their identity is so stimulated by their parents and their mm. the home place. Right. But then if you are, as an adult, just not really in tune with your identity yet, then, you know, it's very difficult to be alone for any mm. length of time. Wow. So... Why yeah. why is it so easy for some to not know who they are? Oh, I mean, why is it so why is it that some people would rather not be themselves around other people? Mm-hmm. They morph into someone else and they will feed off the energy of others or they become what they're expected to be around others rather than being themselves. Why mm-hmm. is that? I mean, what exactly is the distraction? Question. What's the distraction that is so great? to draw some people away from their sense of identity. Before answering those fundamental questions that are a vital part of enjoying our best lives, it's important, it is so important that we fall in love with our original creative purpose, fall in love with our one-of-a-kind identity. Look, most people are experiencing the spectator life which is just when someone who is it's somebody that's vicariously satisfied by the spectacle of accomplishment of other people like well just take the athletes or the superstars the hollywood movie stars they and they just become vicariously engrossed with that experience that other people are having those who are experiencing their best lives those who are living their dreams and imagining their inventions and perfecting their talents but, you know, it's, it's just not enough to get excited about life's opportunities and the opportunities that we see other people expressing through their uh, accomplishments. Mm. No, we have to believe our excitement, mm. adhere to and rely on. And it has to become what it, the thing that excites us must become us. It's not enough to just simply enjoy the spectacle of a parade of other people going by who are attracting great things into their lives. Hmm. All of us, every single one of us, are part of a dynamic collective. And we each, each one of us have an important role to play in manifesting our fair share of greatness. Hmm. 
Yes, as part of a collective of creative creators, we allow the advancement of others to inspire us. We see what others are doing, and yes, we should look and be inspired by that. Yes, champion them and and certainly edify them and encourage and celebrate their life expressions of, of purpose that they're living through. Because this is the unity of belief. This is the thing that brings us all together, the unity of faith that's ushering in this new age that we've entered into. And while we champion one another and lift each other up and encourage each other in our singularity of identity and our purpose in life, while we're doing these things, the, the purpose of the individual purpose is to add to the collective our unique senses of awareness. You see, it's our unique subjective beliefs regarding what we believe from, about the universe that's around us that we bring to the, the, the collective for all to enjoy. You know, kinetic believers look within for discovery. And we listen to our inner unctions of aptitude and we respond where we are with what we have. We express ourselves through the substance of joy and we express ourselves through the optimism of happiness. Uh, kinetic believers on purpose. We work to love the I am of me as I was created to be. And I do this by unconditionally loving the I am of you. You are no longer requiring the validation of approval from others. You see, without realizing it, most people are, most are more likely than not to be prone to competition to look around and, and find motivation in what someone else is doing to only try to one-up you. Or for me to gain something in the competitive sense of the word, I have to take from you. And it's in the arena of competitiveness that approval always comes with a price. And the cost is the loss of identity through conformity. A person who's not approving of the I am of themselves what happens is you exchange yourself piece by piece by piece, taking parts of yourself and giving it away for some type of validation. And they're exchanging pieces of themselves for the valuation of others to tell them what they think you're worth. And what happens is well, you lose a sense of purpose and you lose your way in life. The kinetic believer blueprints their creative ambitions by first rewilding themselves back to their original identity and back to their God-given purpose. You know, it's, it is so easy. It's so very easy to lose your sense of original purpose, which is different now from purposes that take over somehow along the way that have been formed out of senses of duty and responsibility. You know, I've often asked somebody if they knew what their, their original purpose in life was. And, you know, and I'll say, what is your purpose? And someone will think for a minute, and, and, a, and a, a guy will say, well, I've got to mow the, the grass Saturday. Right. No idea what it even means to look within and come into contact with that original sense of genius of purpose. Each one of us has an original uh, cosmic purpose of function, a, 
a purpose other than what we've been reprogrammed to believe about ourselves. So do we stay out of that competitive arena by, by pursuing the rewilding that you're talking about? Is that how we stay away from that way of life? The way that we remain free from the competitiveness, the competitive arena, as you say, is first of all, allow it to be and celebrate the accomplishments of others rather than looking at it as something that you have to uh, ping off of for identity. And it's when we get our identity or our sense of approval or validation from someone else that we then enter into a sense of competitiveness. Well, if you think I'm okay doing this, then I have to improve myself so you will really think I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And now we've turned our attention away from the within to the without to you and them and all these others. And then what happens is you're setting yourself up for failure, for the disapproval of another. Because after all, this is what others are doing when they are living a life through the misplacement of of their uh, dominion. And that makes me think of something that I heard you say recently quite a few times, that we're supposed to live from the inside out. And... That's so perfect for this. And that's such a simple solution, isn't it, for this sort of gigantic issue (laughs) that so many people struggle with. Work from within to live without. That's that's true because, you know, there there is a boundless expanse of consciousness which is full of unprecedented amounts of uncertainty throughout the universe. So many possibilities create a sense of uncertainty. And like we talked about yesterday, there are endless variations of experiences that we may choose in this life. Right. And any experience that we may choose in good faith, in alignment with the inquisitive spirit of life, is the right choice. We used to talk about this often. People would say, well, you know, um, Stephen, I'm just trying to gain some insight and some wisdom on should I go over here or should I go over there? Should I go north, east, south, or west? And the answer is whichever you choose will be right. If you choose it in alignment with your perfected way of believing and adhering Mm -hmm. to your sense of articles of faith. Well, and I think that's a huge thing that you're touching on right now because as as spiritual people, um, we always sort of have those tentacles out, you know, wanting to do the right thing and make the right decision like you're like you're talking about. So for me, that that's always been a huge shift in consciousness, realizing that, look, you know, it's, it's going to be prosperous and full of abundance and positive because I choose it. And that's, that's huge. You've chosen it from the right frame of thought and the yeah. right way of thinking. Because look, when there's no directive from our genius of purpose for making a decision, when there is no conviction, when there is no article of faith, when then our desires are easily lost to other causes other than ours. Mm. Without the knowledge of our purpose, our purpose can be easily lost along the way. Why is it so easy to lose your sense of purpose? Why is it in this life, why is it such a struggle for so many to lose their identity? The word consciousness comes from the Latin con and sciencia. And it means a state of knowing together. Now think about that. Consciousness is knowing together. And now this is interesting because there are no new thoughts. All thoughts already exist. They're just arranged for us to use when we think them. 
So when we speak of our consciousness and, and that of other people, it is so important that we speak of our consciousness, and we're not using the plural form for self when speaking of our consciousness. There is only one consciousness, which is the cosmic consciousness, of which our personal consciousness is a part of. Wow. That's a huge perspective shift, isn't it? Yes, it, it, it is. And so we get off on the wrong foot by believing it's just our consciousness, our, right. our awareness. You're sort of visualizing your own singular little self as the separate consciousness. So that's, that's amazing to uh, connect, connect with that. Well, there is a unique phenomenon that appears in quantum theory concerning the entirety of the physical universe. The concept of entirety means that things that are separated by long distances can be connected and act simultaneously on each other. But this is why we can think about someone that we've not spoken with in a long time. Have you ever done that? Haven't, having talked to some girl you went to school with for a long time, and then the next thing you know, you, you're thinking about them, and you get a text message or a call from yeah, them. Yeah, yes. And you go, well, hey, I was just thinking about you. <laughs> Yeah, when, all the time, right? All the time. Well, when I used to live in my hometown, while I would go out driving around, I mean, this happened all the time to me. The image of someone that I knew would explode into my thoughts, and I could see their face in my mind's eye, and then within <laughs> just a few minutes, I would see them drive past me, right. or I'd see them walking down yeah. the sidewalk, and I hadn't seen them in, I don't know now, how long it had been. Okay, now, are you causing them to drive by with your thoughts, or are they driving... No. Or did you have the thought because they're going to drive by? <laughs> Not called, no, no. But th- th- we were all interconnected, and the 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 awareness, the awareness, yeah. the sense of awareness, the consciousness of awareness, of of it, it's all interconnected, mm-hmm. and it's always it's happening all at once, and so. I'm able to project, and these are just projections of what is about to come that connects us together. And this is how what we call soulmates are drawn together. Right. It's those serendipitous encounters that have a a very real explanation as to why they happen. Right. We are all resident citizens of a holistic universe where there is no separation of consciousness. Someone in one part of the world can have an instantaneous effect on the outcome of events through thought somewhere else in the world, regardless of the distance of separation. That makes me think about the pyramids, that phenomenon, how all over the world the pyramids were being built relatively at the same time. I mean, that's, that's amazing flight, to consider. Flight being discovered at two different places in the world at yes. the same time. Mm. Wow. This is why a thought may come into my mind at this very present moment, and it may also instantly appear in your thinking, even if you're somewhere else in the world. We do this all the time. And it's not just because we know each other well. There's other things going on as well. And there's a term used in quantum physics called um, non-locality. Non-locality is when two particles interact with each other and then move away from each other. But even after moving away from the interaction, they can stay connected. And they can continue to interact just as though they are one thing, no matter how far apart they are. Wow. It's this uh, oneness that we have with consciousness that creates thought forms of inspiration. 
ideas that already exist, genius of inventiveness and authentic purpose. However, it is when we master the ability to quieten our thoughts as kinetic believers through meditation that we begin attracting into our thoughts insights for abundant living. This is why some people seem to always have uh, great ideas. You know those people? It's always got just a great idea. You're yeah. one of them. You have the, the most ingenious. <laughs> you have great ideas all the time. The, and that's the person who is observant and who is inquisitive, who's intrigued by new things, who's inspired by new ideas. Uh, you know, you're the person who, who's receptive to advancement, for example. And the result is those people experience a life that gets better and better and better and better and better and better and better. With each passing day, it gets better and better. Regardless of what you may be going through today, perhaps you've just lost someone that you love. Maybe you're in between relationships and you, and you, just, you feel all alone. First of all, I want you to know that you are not alone. Everybody, look, I, everyone listening right now, I want you to just hold your arms straight out in front of you. Now, hug yourself. Wrap your arms around yourself. Close your eyes. Feel the embrace of your arms. Hug yourself just a little bit tighter. You're not alone. The universe is a coherent, uh, in its entirety, it's even the existence of your personal mind, your personal thoughts, suggests that the background of the universe is mind-like. You are part of consciousness. You're not alone. And if you really want to know just how marvelous and unalone you are, you, you're actually one with the mind of God. You're being held with the thoughts of God's love right now. You've never really been alone. Now, you may have just stopped paying attention to the I am that is you and the you that, well, the you that is part of God. You are one with all that there is. And even so, at the same time, you are a beautifully made one of a kind. You are the miracle of life. And your full potential, it needs you to release you to be you. Right now, there is a boundless expanse that's just full of unprecedented possibilities for you. Where you are right now, you have everything that you will ever need to be able to experience the other you, while the other you fully experiences the I am of you. Allow the unconditional love of your Creator to love all of you. Because if you don't, if you choose uh, loneliness instead, which can also be a form of bitterness, or if you are inhabiting some kind of unforgiveness, if you are angry or jealous, 
if you're telling yourself that you're depressed instead of blessed with every opportunity to become more anytime you should choose. If you choose negative thoughts of, of despair over positive imaginations of abundance and happiness and joyous living, then it's possible that you will remain utterly one with the world. So much a, a part of what you see and a part of what you hear and feel that, yes, you'll easily forget who you really are. You are so beautifully made. Just look within to see. Let's work on some positive thought forms. Yes, let's do it. Today I no longer consider to observe poverty. Today I no longer consider to observe poverty. Or lack or sickness or fear. Or lack or sickness or fear. A great river of wealth is flowing to me now. A great river of wealth. It's flowing to me now. I'll never run out of it. I will never run out of it. For the wisdom of all knowledge. The wisdom of all knowledge. Is within me now. It's within me now. Right now I'm experiencing the fullness. Right now I'm experiencing the fullness. Of overwhelming peace. Of overwhelming peace. From the unconditional love. From the unconditional love. Of my creator. Of my creator. And all is abundantly well. And all is abundantly well. I'm so beautifully made. I'm so beautifully made. And I'm defined by what's already perfect. And I'm defined by what's already perfect. Within me now. Within me now. And the abundance of which is manifesting. The abundance of which is manifesting. Through me through right me now. Through me right now. Wow, what an awesome podcast, The Quantum Physics of Consciousness. Consciousness is knowing together and we are never alone. What an awesome thing to carry away with us today. And you can check out Stephen's Guided Journal and lots of other great resources at stephencanyon.com. Be sure and follow him on Instagram as well at Stephen Canyon. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't tell anybody else, but we're rolling out a brand new Kinetic Belief app <laughs> here in just a few more yes, days. Yes, so yes, excited yes. about it. So excited. Sending out much love to all you KB creatives all around the world. Th thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.